You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. on the liturgy here on Catholic Community of Faith 750, uh, an element of Catholic Chicago, pardon me. <laughs> Names change and I get caught in the old things. But uh, we are an element of programming of Catholic Chicago. We are here every fourth Wednesday of the month. I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. And I'm Timothy Johnston from Liturgy Training Publications. And uh, as I say, every fourth Wednesday of the month from uh, 8 till 9, and we do exactly what the title of our show says we do. We discuss the liturgy, break it open, <laughs> any, any aspect. And we've had some good time uh, breaking open many things in the last few months. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the, so uh, when uh, we've said this, I don't know how many times, but when most Catholics hear the word liturgy, I, they, I think they think immediately mass. mass. Yeah. But the Mass, we know, is not the only liturgy of the Church. There is a whole corpus of liturgical rites in the, in the Church, a whole body of, of liturgical rites, a, all the sacraments and the uh, uh, periodic celebrations, uh, daily celebrations of morning prayer and evening prayer and blessings and the liturgical seasons, the liturgical year, all of that. Oh, yeah, don't forget Christian initiation, all the minor <laughs> rites, all the wonderful things that sometimes we forget because uh, they're they're uh, sometimes quickly celebrated in a parish. But yeah, all those all those wonderful things, and we've all of course seen baptisms and confirmations, so we're familiar with those those particular liturgies. So we take a part, uh, we take a look at uh, the individual rites or the seasons, and we just unpack them, and uh, you know uh, delve into them and. And, and as I love to say, plumb them for their richness, because uh, our liturgies teach us. They teach us what we believe. They help us to profess what we believe. They shape our faith. Yeah, and, and you remember a few uh, months ago, we met with Joyce Ann Zimmerman, and that's what you just said, Todd, made me think of that conversation was we can come back to the liturgical text, the ritual, time and time again as we grow in our own faith, and we can yeah, continue to mine the richness of that because we're going to learn something new or encounter the risen Christ anew every time we uh, hear those texts or come, come to a liturgy uh, in a new place, a new time. And, and that's our plan for this show, at least as of now, <laughs> as we start. Uh, our, uh, what, what we have been periodically um, taking apart and um, um, uncovering various parts of the Mass, and uh, p uh, it's a periodic series. We're going to pick back up on that. Yeah, and today we're uh, going to break open the Liturgy of the Eucharist, or at least the first part of that, because uh, <laughs> there's so much we could talk about. And we finished um, in our, our last uh, episode, uh, really, we finished with the Liturgy of the Word, where we talked about, we finished, I guess, with the Creed and the Prayers of the Faithful, which leads us right into the preparation of the gifts, the Offertory, um, and the Liturgy of the Eucharist. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a means, we've done this before, but it's, it's just a means of taking the various parts of the Mass and, and, and really kind of looking at why why we do what we do. Yeah, kind of scratching the surface, answering some of the, the questions that come up um, that we hear. I know certainly Todd's heard in the worship office, and I've heard in my previous uh, work and in my current work, you know, people are just curious. Why do we do what we do? Yep. Uh, you know, why does the priest wash his hands? Yeah, I, I get yeah, that a yeah, lot. Exactly, yeah. What are those, what, why do we cross ourselves on the forehead, the mm -hmm. lips, and the, and the heart? I mean, all of those. And remember why, because nothing is unimportant in liturgy. Liturgy is its own language. It speaks its own language. Yeah, that that ritual language, it, it made me think of the, and I think I've shared this on the show before, my professor, Father Kevin Cecilts, you know, used to talk about because we are people, uh, the incarnation, we embody the, the ritual. You know, we, we 
do it. Um, so it isn't just an. A it's pl- not just saying things. Yeah, and it's not just a play act sort of thing. But we embody the prayer itself, and so the signing of the lips isn't just something that oh the Vatican said we're supposed to do this. Like it's not that kind of thing, but it's we re- pray with our bodies. Yeah, it's remembering holy words come out of our mouths, and postures, all of that. that. We- just uh, gestures that we make uh, when we sit, when we kneel, we're praying with our bodies. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, we're body persons. That's what Father Kevin used to say, yeah. and and we, that's one of the things I love about our tradition is the the physicality of how we pray, yeah. and not just with our bodies, but with the signs and the symbols that we use, the 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 tangible, the tactile uh, things that that are part Water, of our tradition. Oil, yeah. incense, uh, ash. Candles, bread, wine, wine all yeah. of that. Yeah, uh, everything. I was working on something uh, recently, and uh, it was actually for, for Ash Wednesday and Palm Sunday, like some connected things, and I was thinking even about the palms. You know, the very practical things of the fresh palms we wave and then the dried palms we bring back to, to be burn. burned. And, uh, yeah, so all of the real tangible things. We're that very we earthy people. We are. We are. We really <laughs> We 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 embody our prayer in the midst of a creation that God made good, and that is what He uses to encounter us. Right, it's in it's, the liturgy. That's the place. Yeah, the the idea of revealing uh, oneself, God's self, in through creation. I mean, that, that brings me back to Saint Francis, of course, who saw God in so so many things, um, in in the presence of of all things. But yeah, that's where. Where God reveals God's self is yep. in these tangibles. In in the I don't know if it's in the new translation, but in the previous translation of the uh, blessing of the water, these sacramental signs. Yes, that image yeah. I always come back to. It's it's very for me at least a very concrete, natural, uh, ex- visual thing is what what comes to my mind. Yep. That water, that oil. God uses the very things of His own creation: water, oil, fire. And he, and what we say, we believe, is that through those, he encounters us. We encounter yeah. God the Father in the risen Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit in every liturgy we celebrate. And, and in every part of the liturgy, right? So um, not, not, it's, not, it's not that one part of the liturgy is more important than the other part, right? Uh, and, and, and I'll be honest, I think many Catholics think that about what we're going to talk about today. Oh, Liturgy of the Eucharist, that's the really important part of the Mass. They're all important. And we encounter the living Christ. We are in communion with Christ in every part of the liturgy. Yeah. And we saw, and we saw that in this series, right? Mm-hmm. It begins it just just in, in, these, in this series, just as a reminder to the listeners, we, we began with the introductory rites. That's where God gathers us into the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. That, that's where God gathers us together and it's not just individual gathering it's not just individual christians gathering it's the church gathering the church which is the body of christ i mean even even in our gathering we encounter him right and and we talked about this before on the show that fourfold presence of christ in that gathering as as god gathers us in those introductory rites we become the The presence of christ the body of christ yeah the 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 bodily presence that's how we know that's how you're visible to me by your bodily presence exactly you know that's how i that's how i know you're in the room with me i i i I see your body and 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 know that you are present to me what's the same thing with the bodily presence of christ when we gather as the church as the church and and that is the visible sign of the presence of christ in the world so whether you're at St. Rita, St. Matthew, St. Bartholomew, wherever you're at, when you've gathered as body of Christ, you become a visible sign of the risen Christ within your community to witness the love, the mercy, compassion of God. Like, that's a profound yep. thing to think oh about. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, what Todd was saying is Christ is present throughout the whole liturgy, not just in the consecration. Um, because I certainly have encountered folks that just think, well, it's just about the, the uh, body and blood of Christ. And that is the the, it's the, the crux, most that's right? the most unique, the most powerful, the most right. pr- you know right right the the uh, premier uh, exactly. encounter with Christ is in the Eucharist, but it doesn't stand on its own. Right, it, 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 it's yeah. within the context of the body gathered, and then as we talked about, I think it was last month, we enter into a dialogue. Yep. The the body of Christ enters into a dialogue with the Father, and that that begins in well, it begins with the opening prayer, but then. After the opening prayer, 
the, the introductory rites end, and we go into the liturgy of the Word. And through the liturgy of the Word, as St. John Paul II said, it is a dialogue between God and his people, and Christ proclaims his, yeah. the gospel. So he, the, we, that's what we were talking about last month. And all of it sets us up for the liturgy of the Eucharist, but they, they, are, they are as important. Yeah, it, it, it's, uh, again, bringing back the analogy of like a family gathering. When you gather for a meal, whether it be Thanksgiving or Christmas, for example, there's always the storytelling. You know, people are gathering, they're talking, and they share their story, and then you usually sit down to eat. We do that as a Christian people. And that dialogue is we're in conversation, not only with, with past and the history, but how that lives out and is made present in this time. And that is really a beautiful thing to reflect on, because you're right, that narrative, that story, as we come to know who we are as a people of God that have gathered, we are, we're drawn to the Eucharistic table um, to once again profess and to proclaim our unity, our communion, if you will, um, in, this, uh, in this body. In, yeah, in this body, which is, has gathered to offer the prayer of Christ. Yeah. And, and so in the Liturgy of the Word, we, 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 that, that dialogue deepens, right? It's, it, when the Scriptures are read in the Church, God Himself speaks to His people, and the people respond. And so it, it's a give and a take. It's a back mm-hmm. and a forth. We don't just sit there passively listening. Um, it, we, we actually enter into that conversation, and all, and 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 then and all of that. And we said last month at the at the end of the liturgy of the word, as this dialogue begins, we we respond to God by the with the simple words, "I believe." Right. Exactly. I believe in God the Father who just spoke to us in the Scriptures. I believe Jesus Christ in Jesus Christ's only Son who just proclaimed the Gospel. I believe in the Holy Spirit who who has pulled us, you know, called us together and unites us as one. All of that, that the the most that's the most appropriate response in in that di- in that dialogue in that conversation. And because of that belief and that faith and what we have heard and and proclaimed at that moment, that's when we are then able to move into the prayers. Because we have faith and we've heard the story and we're in the community living as the body of Christ. And we, that faith has been stirred, right? That, and that through, exactly. the, through the scriptures and, and through the, the conversation, the dialogue between God and his people, the faith with which we can then lift up our hearts to the Lord. Exactly. In the liturgy of the Eucharist. Exactly. That, yeah. comes, that comes next, right? Yeah. Um, it, 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 and, and there was always that, um, I mean, I, I re- even remember my parents and grandparents talking about, well, if you made it by the gospel, it counts. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've heard that by, from many people. Yeah. And, and, and my response is, look at how much you have missed already <laughs> of this, this dialogue between, God, you know, this preparation to enter into the great prayer of praise and thanks that, that is the Eucharistic prayer. Um, it, and, and, you know, based, based on a form of prayer that is millennia old. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't invent these prayers. We inherited them. <laughs> We inherited them from our Jewish brothers and sisters. Right. And the, the Eucharistic, Eucharistic prayer is historically rooted in the great bar, uh, Barakah prayers mm-hmm. of praise and thanks to the Lord, to Yahweh, for everything that Yahweh has done and will continue, the, the Lord will continue to do uh, in our midst now. And th- those are some great, great prayers. And we even see that in the scriptures. I mean, how the Last Supper unfolds is, is ultimately based upon that. Jewish tradition of celebrating Passover, of course, and but that barakah prayer, that barakah, um, that that form is what we continue to use, even if it, the language is a little bit different, maybe, but it is essentially the same form. Yep, yep. It 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 is the prayer of blessing the Lord yeah. for for all that the Lord has done, does, and will do. And, and it's interesting that that's, you know, sort of where, you know, as, after the, the presentation of the gifts um, takes place and the, the uh, presider is, is uh, I, blessing the gifts. Um, I'm not sure how else to say that. But oftentimes we don't hear those prayers, um, the blessed be God, or blessed are you, O Lord God of all creation, because there's music playing or the assembly singing. And so sometimes it's not as easy to make that connection for the assembly because they're not hearing that essential part of that, that clues you in what we're doing in this moment, in this time. Well, you, I mean, let's, so let, we're going to take that apart, right? Yeah. So just, yep. it, just again, in terms of I- introduction here and uh, giving you where we're going to be going in this, uh, in this hour, um, we're picking up the Mass with the Liturgy of the Eucharist, which yep. begins with the presentation of 
of the gifts, the preparation of the altar. And even that, right, is, 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 is no small feat, right? That's, yep. We'll pick it up there. When we come back, stay with us for more Focus on the Liturgy. We are breaking open the Liturgy of the Eucharist. neighbor, warm and friendly thoughts come to mind. Think of smiles across the yard, positive wishes, and looking out for one another on an ongoing basis. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund inspires all of these and much more. We've seen an unprecedented number of requests for assistance this year from people who have never needed help before. When you make your gift to the Neighbors in Need Fund, you are igniting hope in the lives of your most vulnerable neighbors, especially individuals and families who continue to struggle to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Your gift will give them the resources they need to overcome the unexpected, very serious circumstances in which they find themselves now. Give online at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. That's 312-948-6087. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund. Thank you for helping build a world of kindness, one neighbor to another. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about ongoing efforts to safely reopen churches and schools. We'll take you to a drive-in mass, one of the more creative ways to worship during the COVID-19 pandemic. And we'll hear from our new priests, men who were recently ordained to serve the Archdiocese of Chicago. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Programming of Catholic Chicago here on WNDZ, 750 AM. I'm Todd Williamson. And I'm Timothy Johnston. And this hour, we are breaking open the Liturgy of the Eucharist. We have a periodic series that we've been doing over the last couple of years of just uh, every now and again taking a part of the Mass and unpacking it, um, kind of plumbing it for its richness and really digging deep into the texts and just helping the listeners understand why we do what we do exactly. as, as Catholics at this particular part of, of the Mass. And, and, and really, the, the, that whole first part um, of the show was just kind of setting the stage. And so now, you know, entering into the, the liturgy of the Eucharist, it begins with something that I, I, I always say, an inherent danger to ritual is that if you're not careful, you let the ritual become routine. Oh, for sure. And I think that yeah. I, 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 there are numerous places in the Mass where I think that happens. I think this is one of them. The prepara <laughs> preparation of the gifts and, the, and the, the presentation of the gifts, the preparation of the altar, is such a profound moment of the liturgy. Bread and wine are brought forward. Very simple gifts. Those are, those are gifts, which always make you... Th even just talking about them as gifts already sets it in the context of a relationship, doesn't it? Oh, for, yes. A, a gift is yes. given from by one person to another. another. Um, gifts are offered from one person to another. Um, that, yeah. That's the nature of gift, and that's the words 
that that's the words that the the ritual uses. And uh, Timothy, just during the break, the missal itself. I I love this line in the missal at the beginning of the liturgy of the Eucharist. It says, "It is desirable that the faithful express their participation." It, notice it doesn't say that some of the faithful express yeah. their part. It says. The faithful, the gathered there as the body of Christ, express their participation by making an offering, bringing forward bread and wine for the celebration of the Eucharist, and perhaps other gifts to relieve the needs of the church and of the poor. That's what it says about the preparation of the gifts. But there's a ton there. There is a there is a ton there, and and, and I think uh, there. Well, we can get into some of where this even comes from, but that is amazing. The first word that actually catches me before even offering is participation. Yes, yes. Because it, it definitely hones, or goes back to much of what we've talked about previously, but that this is a very tangible way that we show our active, full, conscious participation in the, in the Eucharistic liturgy. I'm going to push it even further. Yeah. I, think, I think it is the premier way mm. that we show our active, conscious, our, our full, active, conscious participation in the liturgy. I think it is the premier way that we do it. Because we, we, we do what Christ himself did. And the reason we do what Christ did is because we've been baptized in his image. And, yes. and, the, and as the body... Yeah. We do what Christ has always done in his earthly life, what he continues to do through all eternity, what he will do in the completeness of the kingdom of God. Pour I, out himself completely in faith and trust to the Father. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you at all. What I would challenge both of us on is I don't think that's what the assembly thinks is going on at all, right? No, I don't think I think so they think offering is the collection which, which is part of this. Interesting, yeah. Which, which obviously is part of this, right? The, the, the missile said you, right, right. The fa- some of the faith will bring, bring forward bread and wine and perhaps other gifts yes. to relieve the needs of the church and the poor. Notice it doesn't say money. <laughs> exactly. So that makes me think then, like, we, to interpret some of this, to think back to the history of, of why gifts were brought forward in the first place. And we don't do this so much today, but in the Eucharistic liturgy in the early church, people were bringing the bread they made. And wine, wine they made. They made. They were bringing what they were, the physical labor that they put into the work of, of cultivating the land, that was part of the offering. It was the symbol of the offering of themselves completely for this community. And the beautiful idea of what you shared earlier of giving gift. It isn't just offering something to God, but I share what I have with the whole, just as God did. God shared for all, even though the text says for many, but that's another part of our conversation. But um, that's what we're doing here, even though symbolically we're not bringing bread anymore, like ourselves. Right. Like I'm not bringing right. it from my home, but that procession of gifts with bread wine. And I've been in many churches um, across the country on Sunday mornings who bring box cereal, canned foods, and they, they place them around the, the foot of the sanctuary because that will go to their food pantry, yep. or it's going to go I've to the local food well. pantry. Which is, a, which is a great expression of what the missile says. Exactly. It doesn't say financial, although that, that's necessary, right? But right, it, says, right. it says gifts to relieve the needs of the church and mm. To relieve the needs of the poor. The poor. I mean, think about in the Acts of the Apostles. I think it's where. It, yes, it is. It. Like is, but chapter two. Chapter two. Exactly. <laughs> you know where you're going. <laughs> but but that whole. They laid their gifts at the feet of the apostle. They laid their their belongings yeah. at the feet of the apostles. Exactly. And and I was going to add to that. Remember the the importance that the Christian community took, or or the care they took of the the uh, widowed and the orphaned. The idea of that continues today whether it be a particular widow or orphan, but the the whole um, body of Christ, the poor, the marginalized, everybody that's involved. The well-off. The well-off. And, and of the it. well-off have a responsibility, and, and I know this is challenging. Of the body. Right, and, and we're challenged by that, I think, in, in our current culture and climate. But the liturgy and what, what Jesus does for us on the cross and models for us is we give for the other, yeah. for the sake of the other. This is why I love St. Augustine's rule, because it's really based upon the Acts of the Apostles, that all things are held in common, and that 
no one within the, the, the Christian community cares for the Christian community and beyond. Yes, and beyond. That's what's important. Yes. And beyond. And and I, I think in this little ritual that maybe every Sunday we, you know, sitting in our pew or singing our song as the gifts are coming forward, we, we just our forget. Check, right? getting, you know, getting the gift. Maybe we're reading the bulletin. Yeah. Like, we're not really invested in what we're doing. Yeah. And I, I think I heard uh, uh, Father Ed Foley once talk about this in terms of what we need to be doing as part of whether it be as we're singing, um, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, um, but that we too are preparing to present ourselves at the altar. That's what we're doing. Oh my gosh, yes. It's the preparation of the gifts. And we're going to get to this in just a minute yeah. because most people think of just the gifts as the Eucharistic bread, the hosts, and the wine that are brought forward. Yeah. And that's not the case, obviously, because the Roman Missal even says, and other gifts, right? So the, right. the that whole... So, I mean, f- so f- just for the listeners, so when they, when they place their envelope in the basket, that, to see that as, as a, 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 an action of self-giving. Exactly, yes. And it's an action that helps even the practicality of keeping the lights on. But it's also the the work that the church does to feed those in your local community. Yeah. Um, to make sure that uh, I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a parish office, or at least in the parish that I grew up. I, mean, I grew up in a very poor area of Missouri. How often somebody would knock on on the door and just say, "I can't buy formula for my new infant." That's what the church does with what you're what you're putting in in the in the collection. Right. It's, and that is so essential. And and to see. To see that not as an obligation, right, right, or to to, to see that not as, um, uh, um, you know, look how good I am to support the church, right? It's to see it as uh, this is my responsibility as a baptized member of the body of Christ, yeah. and that because of the love that I had been filled with, it's pouring out so that I might serve other, yeah, I, just as Christ did on the cross. I mean, that's really what this is. Yes. It's connected to that. Yes. <laughs> it can't be. Oh, my be. gosh. It's, <laughs> none of it is unconnected from that. Right. It can't, it can't be. Uh, otherwise, we aren't—well, maybe this is a stretch, but then we're not living the Christian life uh, in some ways. Maybe that's a little dramatic, but it, it, it's we're always— We're not living the Christian life fully. <laughs> fully. That, that's a, Yeah, that, that's right. Like, we're, we're challenged— I'm I'm challenged along with our listeners just yes. as much because I'm not great at this always. Right, right. Um, you know, it's not the the crumpled up single dollar bill that you give. Just say, okay, I gave. It's it's um it, it's the idea of I I I give what I can. Right. And sometimes I give even when I can't. I mean, right. that's that. It all of that is is part of this. Um, and 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 <clears throat> it's it's. We said earlier, the bread and the wine, those are very simple gifts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's bread that is literally just ground wheat and water. Yes, very simple. <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's literally the blood of the grape. Mm-hmm. Just pressed grapes, that's how simple they are. Yeah. And, and, and all of it comes from, as we said earlier at the first start, from God, God's creation. Yeah. Right? And, and yeah, and that's what we will and hear. And you reflect, and, <clears throat> and that's reflected in the text. Yeah. So the prayers of blessing you made mention. Of, I I absolutely love these. I I just oh my gosh, um, and and yes, on Sunday we might not hear them because there is a a, a chant or a song that might be being sung as the gifts are brought forward, but the uh, the 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 ritual says that the priest stands at the altar. He takes the bread, he holds it slightly raised above the altar, and he says. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. There's the whole rest of our show, right? I mean, that's, yeah, right, exactly. I mean, the, the bounty of God, like we have received yes. the bounty of God, and we, it, it's, you know, whether religious sisters or brothers or priests or whoever's making those hosts that we use, their work, their labor, but it's coming from the earth. It is the bounty, and we're blessed to receive that. We're just getting into the beginning of the liturgy of the Eucharist, folks. We've got more half, shows. And we got a half a show to go. So stay with us. We'll be right back for more focus on the liturgy after these messages.
It has been inspiring to see how individuals, families, and communities have found ways to help one another throughout 2020. At Catholic Charities, we usually have 35 to 40 events a year where we gather and enjoy time together in support of important programs and services while raising critical funds that allow us to respond to the growing number of people who are in need of the most basic necessities in life. Many of our events are now virtual. If you would like to be a sponsor for one of these events, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Also, visit us at catholiccharities.net slash events and follow us on social media too. We so look forward to when we can resume our events in person and reconnect with our friends and partners throughout Chicagoland. For now, please consider donating to Catholic Charities so our vital work can continue. Thousands of people in Chicago count on Catholic Charities every day. Please help us help them today. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. Listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. back to the second half hour of Focus on the Liturgy, if you are just joining us. I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. And I'm Timothy Johnston from Liturgy Training Publications. And this show, we are spending all of it on the Liturgy of the Eucharist. It's part of our periodic series of just looking at different parts of the Mass. This is the the uh, it's it's actually the third formal part of the Mass. We've had the introductory rites, we've had the Liturgy of the Word, now we enter into the third part, third main part, the Liturgy mm-hmm. of the Eucharist. It is the second side of the same coin, right. the, uh, the Roman Missal says, in regard to the Liturgy of the Word and the Liturgy of the Eucharist. They are, they are intimately connected, they are two sides of the same coin. Um, they cannot be separated, they, one, they go together, um, and, uh, uh, and, and where we left off, before that break, Timothy, is we, we were just talking about the prayers of blessing. We're still at the very beginning of the liturgy of the Eucharist. The prayer of blessing that the priest says over the bread and the wine. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer. And it was just that idea of the context there. I, I just, at the, very, at the very start of it, we recognize that we have nothing without God. Right. And that the gifts that we are offering to God are, in fact, gifts that he has already given to us. <laughs> Through your goodness, we have received the gifts we offer. And, and you, you just were very beautifully said, Timothy, that idea of, you know, who are the people, the monks, the nuns, the who, who, who are making the work. Yeah. Their labor, fruits of labor, right? It's, as we say later, it's, it's fruit of the earth and the work of human hands. It's fruit of the vine and work of work human, of human hands. hands, and and certainly today that particular text has a, a you know a different image than it did in in, the, in an agricultural uh, society exactly where you were the ones who toiled to grind the wheat yeah to mix it with the water to stoke the uh, kiln the oven to bake the bread to all you know all to the, press the grapes all yeah all, all the whole process and and now 
many people are involved because you have the farmer harvesting wheat that gets processed in a different place probably and then gets taken. So yes, it is the work of human hands, but even from the moment of being in the field, it is a gift from God. Right. And so what do we do at this part of the liturgy? We recognize that we are nothing without God, and the only thing we can do is to offer to God what he has already given to us. There's, you, there, you, you are in a stance then to enter into the great prayer of praise and thanksgiving that is the Eucharistic prayer. You, you, we have recognized that we are nothing. The only thing we have to God, give God is what he has already given to us. And that's our financial gift or our gift for the poor or our gift for the church as yeah. well, right? It's what God has already given to us. And I would add, I think, even the gift of ourself, what we bring to the altar, like we bring ourself, whether <laughs> the woundedness, the greatness, all of the gifts and talents we have, we offer that as well. And we see that. And right. we see that in, in the texts that come just a little bit later. Exactly. Before we move to that, though, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. want to just spend a little bit. I, I, said, I said I love these blessing prayers, and, and we don't hear them as often as I'd like, but I know they're there. And yep. even if I'm singing a, a, in, the, uh, in the preparation of the gifts, as I watch the priest, I know these, uh, these words go through my head. Blessed yeah. are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness. And I've said this to, to many people. I'm sure as some of the listeners uh, may, have, may have heard us say this, but that is that as well betrays the stance we take at the very beginning of this liturgy of the Eucharist. Mm. Because that, that, whole, that whole phrase, that first part of the prayer, that really is a model for Christian, for the life we should be living. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness you. You know, and that whole idea of blessing God, is, I think, is, is, is not a familiar concept to many Catholics. They, they hear that and they say, we don't bless God. God blesses us. What does it mean to bless God? Well, this just reaches back to in the history, right, that we were talking about earlier. To bless God is an ancient form of Jewish prayer. Yeah, and, and, it, it, and it's a recognition of what God has done in our life. And, and it's and and to bless God means to praise God. To praise. It yeah. means to praise to thank God for what God has done, right? Lord, we bless you for the good things that we have. Lord, we bless you for the gift of this meal. Lord, we bless it's it's a form of praise and thanks. And we hear that in the Psalms. Yes, I mean, just as you're saying yes. that, like we hear that language throughout the Psalms yep. um, because of after you know, being restored, uh, you know, uh, uh, to their community or after winning a, a war, battle. a battle of some sort, like they bless God for, for that goodness. But it is, it isn't a blessing in the sense of, um, we're going to change God or that we affect God in that way. Because I think sometimes that's what blessing, we think that that's what that. If I, if, if, if I get a blessing, I'm, I'm bettered for, right. I, I'm made better. Like I'm not making God any better right. by my blessing. It is a stance, yes. like you said, that posture of praise and praise thanks. Praise and thanksgiving. Recognizing that everything we have comes from yeah. God. Yeah. And, 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 and so I'll often say, um, well, well, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I pray that way many, many times. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's actually how I say grace. Yeah. Is I use these words. I, 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 I've stolen these words from the liturgy. <laughs> and that's how, that's, that's how I'll say grace. Blessed are you, Lord yeah. God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this food. Give you thanks for it. Bless us as we share it through Christ our Lord. It's, or something like that. No, I, I'm with you. When I'm asked at home to pray, like when I'm at family gatherings, because I'm always the one asked The church to pray, person. That's exactly because this, the church has given us a model of how to pray Eucharistically. This is, and it's also a model of how to live our lives. Exactly, yeah. Because every single one of us, you... Me, every listener, Brian in the booth there, can end this prayer in your own way. Right. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness you... What? Yeah. What? How do, you, how do you finish that prayer? Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness you have given me my spouse of 50 years, and for that I give you thanks and praise. You know, or blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness you've given me my family and friends to support me in, in this time of need uh, uh, as I struggle with this illness. For that I give you thanks and praise. Blessed are you, Lord God uh, of all, for through your goodness you... Given me my health. Yes. I mean, that's what, whatever it might be. Whatever it might be. It, 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 that's a model, uh, not just of prayer for, for us as Catholics, but it, it's a model of how to live. I often, and this is very simple, but I often use that model or that prayer, you know, blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, 
who through your goodness have given us the beauty of this day, that we might go forward to glorify your name and to be the presence of Christ in this world. Yep. You know, See, you, you, you finish it on your own, but it's right. every one of us can pray this prayer and, and, it, and, and it ends in a different way. Because, because the, the only reason I think I can say that is because we know that God has been active in every one of our lives and has blessed us with goodness. So I think I, I just want to stop there for a moment and, and, and uh, maybe re-concretize what we're saying, because I think just to make sure we're hitting it home is because we've said this so much on our show is the liturgy forms us. Yeah. So yeah. the reason we do this week after week, uh, year after year, millennia or for centuries, not millennia, but for centuries. Well, millennia, two you're millennia. right. Two millennia. I'm bad at math, but yes, we've done this for, for the, the, it's, it's to the, shape us into living the Christian exactly, life. Exactly. And that's what Todd's getting at is this prayer it isn't just something we we come to every Sunday and, and, and act rattle out. Rattle off, rattle off our yes. tongue, you know, right? Just let them fall from our lips. It is ideally forming us how to live this life of gratitude, this life of thanksgiving, to trans transform our very selves into the person of Christ more and more. Or another way to say it is to let God transform yes. ourselves. Because look at the next. We're going to move yep. moving forward a bit. Yep. Uh, we are not going to finish the liturgy of the Eucharist in the show. <laughs> we'll have we'll have part B. Because that's, that, that's reflected in another prayer mm -hmm. that we don't often hear, but it's the prayer that the priest prays when he mixes water my favorite. with the wine. This is my favorite prayer. Here you go. In the whole, like, because we, we don't hear this. And we, and we, and sometimes don't realize it. And we don't, yeah. So as the water is, is being mixed into the chalice, the priest or the deacon would say, by the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. And, and and the transformation begins. Yeah. Like that I wish that was said out loud. I wish that people <laughs> Why? What could parts hear are that. Stri what parts what it's your favorite prayer? Why? It, it's this idea that it, it goes back to the Philippians uh reading, you know, that that God humbled himself. We talked about this in the last show about the incarnation, I think. We talked a little bit about this. God humbles himself so much to share in this humanity, but by sharing in the Eucharistic liturgy, by by just the little little act that sometimes we can think of sharing in bod, uh, bread and wine, the body and blood, which is a profound act ultimately, but simple ritual, that we are raised to share in the divinity of Christ Jesus, that more and more as we are transformed by by God in our life, in this pilgrimage that we're in, we grow in grace. We continue to share in the very life of God. That's what grace is, the very life of God poured out in all of creation. That's profound. When we think about when I walk in that communion procession, which we'll talk about more, that God humbled himself that I might share in his life. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> no, and and it's um, it, and it, it, I guess I, I I I say it this way: through this this self offering, we're, we're getting to that, mm -hmm. and the sharing in the divinity of Christ, then we are shaped and formed more and more and more into the image of Christ that we've been baptized to be. Exactly. So exactly this this exchange isn't just we receiving, you know. It's 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 also us um, make making room, if you will. Yeah, it, it, I mean, there's just when we think of like that's that that Paschal mystery piece where part of our gift, in a sense, is I think we uh, is us giving over of ourselves, and we're, that's what we're going to get to. But the dying to those things in our lives that need transformation or that are keeping us from receiving the gift that God's giving us, that's a gift we can give God is we hand it over, take this away that, that you know, transform it so that it, it and, and that's what we're, we'll talk more about this. I, I keep getting ahead of the game I here because there's but, just so much connection. Right, I know, I know, I know, uh, the, the, you know, in the right itself, in this part, there, there's a very perfunctory part, right? It's the washing of the hands. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, 
you know, it, it was very practical, very perfunctory in history, and ultimately took on a spiritual meaning. But it was literally washing hands before he handles the gifts, right? Right, because you weren't just receiving the, the gifts of bread and wine or wheat. You were receiving chickens. You were receiving <laughs> goats, goats to be were, given to the poor or to be used yeah, in the church. Other fruits and vegetables. Like, your hands were dirty. Yes. Like, they needed to be cleansed before feeding the people. Right, right. And so the priest does wash his hands, and uh, the prayer, he says, very simple, wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. I say that prayer to myself at mm. the beginning of the Eucharistic prayer, too. Just a reminder, yeah. as we do always, who we are before God. We are, you know, who we are before the Creator. We're the created, and yeah. we're imperfect. Um, and we stand before the perfect Creator. And so it's a recognition of, of, of who we are. But then here, and this is what's going to take us to the end of the show, <laughs> be, here is where we've been, kind, we've been alluding to this. Mm -hmm. Because then the priest, the head of the body, voices to the body, right? And on behalf of the body, right? right? Uh, this prayer. Mm -hmm. Pray brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Yeah. So this is, I got to admit, this is one of the things I love about the third edition of the Roman Missal. Previous to this, the translation was, bless are you, Lord God, or I mean, uh, pray brothers and sisters that our sacrifice may be acceptable, right? Yeah. And, and I know what they were going for in the first translation, right? Our. Yep. But even that doesn't express it well enough to kind of make it through my thick head. It took, pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours will be... Ex I mean, that I would hope that makes every person in that church stop and go, wait, 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 what, what's my sacrifice? What, is, what does he mean, my sacrifice? Exactly. We'll pick it up there. That'll take us to the end of the show, but stay with us. For more Focus on the Liturgy, we'll be right back. More and more people around the world are interested in their family history. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219.
Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because Timothy and I were so good. Where are we going to go next? Okay, I got to talk about this, got to talk about this. And Brian is waving his hand. Come on, guys, got to go on. <laughs> so we got 15 minutes about. Um, and we're talking about the Liturgy of the Eucharist. And, this, and, and we've gotten as far as the um, preparation of the gifts. And the preparation of the gifts end with an invitation, right? Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. There is so much here that I don't think most <laughs> Catholics know or, or are aware of. So let me, let's start just by saying this. My sacrifice and yours. So let's, let's, what's the yours? Who's the yours? It's us, right? Yeah. All those, all of, all of us who have gathered, gathered as the body of Christ. I mean... As I said before the break, I, it begs the question of every person in that church, oh my gosh, what is my sacrifice? Yeah, what am I bringing? Is it, is it the envelope that I just put in the basket? I, oh, that's part of it, I think. I don't think that's all of it. Do you? I don't. I mean, I think, oh my gosh, yeah, it, it can't be. I mean, there's so much that we bring um, in and of ourselves. Okay, so maybe, maybe, maybe what will tell us what our sacrifice is if if we step back if we step back and look at the my sacrifice pray brothers and sisters that my sacrifice okay so who's the my jesus ultimately and this is what i was sharing with todd during the break was i think this is really profound timothy and, what you're saying and and we yeah this is it's just something i don't think i've ever articulated as clearly for myself and so to hear this um, as we were just talking this is kind of my revelation uh, at this time is the priest as we talked about before, is, is celebrating in the person of Christ, the head, head of, the body, of the body, which the is head gathered. of the assembly gathered, the head of Christ's body there. So it is Christ himself, and, and we'll talk about this more, I'm sure, later on, but it's Christ himself who prays the Eucharistic prayer. It's So when the priest says, my sacrifice and yours, it is the sacrifice of Christ. Yes, that, and... I think most people hear that and they go, oh, the priest is talking about the bread and the wine that he's just been that given. He's, yeah. No, it's not the priest. Yeah. It's, it's Christ in, 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 in the priest in persona Christi. Right. And that sacrifice, what, what's profound about it is we come week after week and we bring whatever we bring week after week. But Christ died once and for all. There's one sacrifice. There's not, we're not re-sacrificing and... That's a whole other conversation. It is a one sacrifice that I unite my life to uh, over and over ongoingly that the love that is poured out that goes back to the Philippians hymn, right? As we, we've said, that love is poured out upon the altar every time we celebrate Eucharist. Yeah. It is the one sacrifice. And so stick with the, the one sacrifice. What was the one sacrifice? Oh, where are you going with that? Oh. <laughs> to, to, give to, everything, to give everything. To give everything. Yeah, the, completely. He completely. emptied it. You, you mentioned the Philippian hymn for our listeners. That's that great, that, that beautiful early Christian hymn that Paul inserted into his letter to the Philippians, to the church in Philippi. Though he was in the form of God, he did not understand yeah. that equality with God, something to be grasped, held tight, clutched, yeah. held to, kept to himself. Right, he didn't understand that gift as something for just him, just to be clutched to himself. Yeah. Rather, he emptied himself. Empty. He poured himself. He emptied himself. He gave everything to the Father. That in faith and in trust, he gave everything, everything to the Father. His whole self, his whole being, everything. It, it, it too, poured it, himself out. Yeah, poured himself out. And two images come to my mind in, in that. One is. The Garden of Gethsemane, and I can't remember which gospel it's in because I'm terrible at quoting scripture. But when Jesus talks about let this cup pass over, even in his humanity, we all can relate to that, right? He 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 he's wrestling with this idea of emptying himself. You know, let this if it's not to be, let this pass over. And yet he embraces it wholeheartedly, fully, and gives completely, totally, everything, utterly his complete everything. self, his complete self. And then on the cross again. Um, when he says, I commend my spirit, the giving over of all he is and can be as a model, as 
not just as a model for what we need to be doing ourselves, but for us. Yes. <laughs> like, it is for us. <laughs> for our salvation. <laughs> like, if it didn't ha- like, right, like, if, if he, I don't know if I should go here, but if he were to not go to that cross, would, like, that's the big theological question. Right. Would, would there, there be, be salvation? Salvation even possible. Yeah. So, this part, this part of the beginning of the liturgy of the Eucharist, we are called to empty ourselves, to yes. give up, to to put ourselves. You said this before, to put ourselves on the altar along with the bread and the wine. Right. So there's always that that question. Like I said, how many? You know, you ask most Catholics, how many gifts are are placed on the altar? They'll say, you know, two. Bread and wine. Or, or they say three. Bread, wine, water. water. It's funny. Water yeah. is not even mentioned. Water <laughs> is not mentioned as a gift. It's bread and the wine. Right. But there's also a third, and that third is myself. Right. A- in and, and every Eucharist, every single person is called to place themselves on that altar in imitation of Christ who did it first. Why? Because I've been baptized in his image, and I do what Christ did. I'm called to do. And this is our active, conscious, full participation. You see why I say I think that is the yeah. premier exactly. act of full yeah. conscious participation. For the, it was what what I'm yeah like to think about this. That's our participation in the salvation of the world. Like our offering week after week, uniting that to the one sacrifice of Christ is we participate in that ongoing activity of salvation. Like we're part of the mystery. Hey, it's that it's that prayer after communion on the fifth Sunday of Lent. Lord grant that we who have shared in the supper. Uh, in in this meal, may joyfully bear fruit for the salvation mm. of the world. Exactly. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so what have you done this week, joyfully, <laughs> for the salvation of the world? <laughs> right? Or me, what have I done uh, this week? That's that's what we're called to at the very, very beginning. This takes how long? Oh, just minutes at, at most. You know, it's very quick. And, and most of us aren't even aware of, what's, of what we're being called right. to do. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours. So what did, what do you bring this week? You, and, and it's that whole—it's in faith and in trust at the beginning of the Eucharistic prayer. In faith and in trust, just like Christ, to give everything to him. You have it all, Lord. I yeah. lay everything on the altar. You said it earlier. I lay my struggles. I lay my 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 uh, uh, sadness. I lay my joy. I lay my success. I lay everything. I give you everything. In imitation of him who did it first and, and most completely. And those those things that are, are sorrow or broken or woundedness, we lay there so that they too are blessed, broken, and shared. They're transformed so that we can use our gifts and our talents more profoundly to proclaim the gospel. Going back to what you just, your, that prayer from Lent yes. that you shared. It's that we are transformed in the celebration. And, and we are able to bring that sacrifice to the table, or we're able to name that if we've listened to the Word of God, if we've prayed with the Word of God in the week preceding this Sunday, because that rouses the heart to realize and recognize, where do I need that transformation? What is it? Where am I struggling that I need to lay this upon the altar? Yeah. Um, I mean, I can tell you in my own life, for example, when I was dealing very uh, intently or intentionally, intensely, that's the word I'm actually looking for, with, with my own health issues back um, in the early 2000s that were really weighing me down, that was the struggle I brought to the t- table Every week Sunday. after week. And not in an angry way or an angry fashion. This but is all I have, Lord. This is all I have. This is I what have. I have right now. It was all the I energy. I give you everything. Exactly. I give you everything. Okay, we need to do something. We need to do to make a disclaimer. So at the very beginning of the show, we said, we're going to break open the liturgy of the <laughs> Eucharist. Uh, in all honesty and disclaimer, we've only broken open the preparation of the gifts. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is part of the which, liturgy. Well, of course, so. which is the very beginning of the liturgy of the Eucharist. So maybe for the listeners, this Sunday, as you're participating virtually or you're there, Pay attention. Pay attention. And we'll keep breaking this open. And we'll keep breaking this open. But pay attention. Until then. Till next month. God bless everyone. <laughs>